0: You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. As always on a Tuesday, I speak to Joanne Bainham, who's a wealth manager at Sterling Wealth in Cape Town. Every time we speak, uh, something has happened over the previous week, but I mean, not just ordinary things, extraordinary things. Trade deals in Southeast Asia is the one that really springs to mind. Uh, Two vaccines since we last spoke, Joanne. Incredible, incredible times for markets and market participants.
1: Completely. I mean, the latest vaccine, the Moderna one, uh, looks like this might actually be the real deal uh, and probably much easier to get to market from a distribution perspective. So the, the good news continues for the stock markets. Um, yeah, you're right. But lots, lots happening at the moment. I mean, last week we had enormous rotation from growth to value stocks. Last night's announcement didn't really move the needle much. I mean, admittedly, the Dow was at an all time high, but but still, we didn't see huge move in the markets last night. I think markets are needing to digest a lot of the good news because we have had quite a strong rally in different sectors. So maybe people are just having to put a pause button right now to see what's actually happening.
0: Yeah, indeed. I mean, if you have a look at the news as has already been digested, It is fully factored into uh, prices that meant that the S&P and the Dow Jones last night went to all-time record highs, as you've just mentioned. It's not going to be a damp squib. Neither of these and none of the future vaccines are going to be damp squibs. But it is going to be a while before it gets the world back to normality that we were so used to eight, nine months ago. The stock market is already saying, well, we're there already. We are at normality when it comes to future earnings, etc. So what do we do from here? It's a bit of a conundrum.
1: Look, I think we're only at the start of the transition from sort of a lot of these growth stocks to value. So I, I don't think it's, you know, it's all over already. I think we've had an extreme move and I think the market needs to pause for a bit because remember, the secular growth quality stocks have been the big buzzwords last 10 years. And it's going to take a long time for people to start buying the more cyclical parts of the market. So there's going to be a lot of hesitancy upon a lot of fund managers, particularly the ones that have made so much money out of these good companies. And and whilst I understand that structurally you still want to be in quality growth companies because of their good earning streams, I think people have paid up a lot of money for a lot of these companies. So again, it's going to take some time. I think the markets will pause, watch what's happening. Let's not forget we're having some pretty bad numbers coming out on COVID around the world right now. And an awful lot of countries around the world are going into different forms of lockdown. Um, I was very upset to see even Sweden is implementing some sort of lockdown at the moment, which mm. is the one country that had been so anti the whole idea. Uh, equally I don't really know what kind of lockdown they're doing because every country's lockdown is different.
0: They're probably not allowed to eat herrings or something for a week I mean I'm not being (laughs) facetious here but I think they would have a responsible uh, Scandinavian style lockdown as they do in for example the Netherlands where I'm at the moment a responsible lockdown in other words no bars and restaurants everything else is fine.
1: Yeah but the reality is they had pretty much no lockdown so even some sort of lockdown is a change in terms. And so, yeah, I agree with you. They're going to treat adults like adults in Sweden. But but equally, I think what we're seeing around the world, and particularly the states, the numbers just keep rising. Yeah. And I think the market's also looking to see what's happening in the transition between Trump and Biden. Because really in between the lines, um, Trump continues to act like a complete lunatic. So hmm. you're not getting a much of a handover between these two different um, parties. Uh, and, you know, Biden made a very good comment yesterday. I think I read somewhere that he's saying people are going to die. We, we need to actually sort this out. You need to talk to us. Yes. We need to have plans in progress because people are going to die on your watch. And I think that's a, that's a huge thing for him to say, but he said it. And I think we've got to start looking at what's going to happen in the next couple of months. Because you're right, Lindsay, the vaccine will come, but it'll take time. And if they don't put a big another fiscal spending project through... You know, what's going to happen to people when a lot of these, you know, government employment programs end? I believe one of them sort of ends 1st of January next year. So what happens then if you have no job and government's not paying your salary? You know, so I think markets are starting to be a little bit kind of cautious about that. But equally, if you have a longer term view, I, I think what we're seeing now is that the world. As I said to you last week, I think we're starting to return to normal sooner than we, a lot of us had thought. So I think hopefully by nine months into 2021, the world starts becoming normal again. If we find a vaccine, there's hope at last. I mean, we found a vaccine. My point is that we found two vaccines, and there'll be another five, yes. six,
0: seven, uh, 12 vaccines in the next uh, six yes. months. So everything Completely. will be fine.
1: I think, I mean, you and I have debated this at length. I mean, I think the world will never be the same way. I mean, the work from home argument is not going to go away, e commerce is not going to go away. A lot of these secular trends are very much with us. But I think people going back to bars or going to concerts or having, having family members over for dinner, I, I, th- that life will come back.
0: Well, hopefully, the it's third one doesn't come back, but certainly uh, <laughs> bars, and you didn't mention football <laughs> matches. Hopefully, that will I did uh, mention that, b- yes. both of those come back. Uh, I'm looking at something now that, which someone's just sent me, and I'm looking at this beautiful it's a, a technical graph. It's a mm. um, continuation graph of a particular asset class. And it's got this beautiful uh, upward trending wedge, and the wedge was broken around about the around about October t- time. Uh, at the beginning of the year, it was in the first quarter. End of the first quarter, this particular asset was five thousand. That was the number. It is now mm-hmm. seventeen thousand. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? This sounds like Tesla. No, it what sounds like about? sounds like Bitcoin. Bitcoin's gone oh, Bitcoin. from five thousand to seventeen thousand. What on earth is that all about? It has suddenly gone through the roof. It's gone from yeah eleven, twelve thousand just a couple of weeks ago to seventeen thousand now. Bitcoin, I, are not, you a fan? I'm not
1: a. I'm not a. <sighs> no, no. I, I think there's a no place for an alternative currency in the world. Whether that's Bitcoin or not, I don't know. But I think there's a place for it. I'm not an expert on Bitcoin at all. It's never made a lot of sense to me. It never made a lot of sense to me if it's falling or rising. Yeah. It's a bit beyond me. I mean, from currency is supposed to be, what's the argument, a store of value. Yes. And, and this thing's all over the place. You know, it, it moves far too quickly for it to be a currency. Think about it. If, if currencies reacted the way Bitcoin does, no one would ever trust them. So, you know, that is the problem. And as a medium of exchange... Would you accept Bitcoin if it was worth this on say say for instance now you said it went from five thousand to seventeen thousand? Yeah. Okay, so you're running a shop now and someone pays you in Bitcoin at seventeen thousand and lo and behold, before you know it, it's back at five thousand. That that's quite an extreme move in the other direction. So I still don't know where you're there yet, but young people tell me all the time that this is the way of the future. So who knows? I, I know the Chinese are looking at a digital currency. I know a number of very famous fund managers whose names now escape me are also talking about Bitcoin and it makes sense in their portfolios. But you know what is interesting to watch at the moment? Bitcoin's rising, but gold's not. Yeah. So if, if Bitcoin's rising because of a scarcity factor or because people don't trust central banks, why is gold not rising? So and, I do think the two are a bit unusual at the moment because they tend to be highly correlated at times
0: It just seems to me that someone is, it, it, someone's having a go at Bitcoin. Uh, I keep on getting um, emails about it, and uh, I haven't done uh, for the last six, seven months. Uh, so it's almost as though someone's putting out a campaign there in order to promote uh, the efficacy of Bitcoin. Anyway, well done if you. Well, I it. think
1: you should have, You should have someone on your show to talk about it. Lindsay, yeah, because I can't think of I anybody.
0: Know, I don't know, I know anybody. The people. Yeah
1: are huge fans of it i I think it's a generational issue and i think if you're younger you do tend to understand it better i think from a auditing perspective because of the ledger accounting system with bitcoin it's gonna be much harder in the future to not pay your taxes because of bitcoin which could be quite interesting maybe governments are finally cottoning onto this um yes i at the moment i don't really understand it but you're right it's done very well but talking about other things that have done well it's tesla
0: Yes, so, um, it's going into the S and P five hundred, which is uh, which is a, which is a great accolade. Which is mind-boggling. Well it done, is, but Elon Musk.
1: I don't know if you uh, read John Adler's article on Bloomberg this morning. No. Fascinating comment he made, and last night's move when you know it was announced that uh, Tesla would be going into the S and P, the share price went up by twelve <laughs> percent. So here's a little interesting stat for you: the movement in Tesla's share price last night was greater than the market cap of Moderna, the same company that's just come up with a second vaccine to solve the world of COVID.
0: So just that one that's movement?
1: That, that movement. Yeah, the movement in the share price Good is grief. greater than the share. So what they're saying is, one of the comments from him was, so a company that announces a vaccine that might save the world, its entire market cap is less than the movement in, it, in Tesla after the S&P guys got together and said, yes, you can join our index, uh, they've done nothing remarkable except say you can join our index. It's. Uh, it may be. Is this peak passive? Is this when people start to question the point of passives? I don't know, but very interesting concepts coming through. And would you want to buy an index which has just put a mark, put a stock in it that's gone up five times? with their first set of full-year earnings. Yeah. Uh, it, it all sounds a little bit odd to me. Sounds a little
0: bit dodgy. I need to speak to a passive investor, and I know exactly who that person is. But let's st- talk about you not being passive, you being active. What are you being active with at the moment at Sterling Wealth?
1: Oh, oh, no, don't get me wrong. We we love passive strategies. I just think this passive is the only way to go attitude doesn't make a lot of sense. I think, and as we've said to all our clients, or we said to clients over the years, there's nothing passive about passive. You've got to make a very active decision which passive fund you want to be in, whether you want to be in the MSCI world or the S&P 500 or a small cap index or a large cap index. These are all very active. Yeah, but on the other hand,
0: Joanne, come on now. Let's say you've got six choices. You whittle it down to six choices. You put the money in that and then away they go. Uh, But you have to keep watching it, of course. But if you're an active investor, you have to keep on looking at the balance sheet. You have to look at the the Fashini Group's numbers, uh, which apparently are going to be brilliant. And they're up 8.4% today. You have to keep on doing it. But it's it's a bit of a cop-out, isn't it, Passive?
1: no, well, I'm not saying that uh, passive is a huge amount of work. I'm just saying as you have to make an active decision which oh. fund you want to put money into. That's what I'm saying. I, I think stock pickers are doing a lot more work than active than passive managers. Um, so that's a different argument. Yeah, back to the markets, though. I mean, it's just this rotation is fascinating to watch. Do I think it's sustainable? I think, as I said to you earlier, I think the short term, I think markets might pause and reflect on it. But if you think about the massive amount of fiscal spending governments have put in, in the last few months, this could be finding the impetus the world needs to get growth back on its feet. And if you look back, if you look going forward from this level, I think value investing looks really interesting.
0: Joanne, thanks so much for your time. That's Joanne Balian from Sterling Wealth in Cape Town. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position